It's the Lawn and Garden Show with Walter Reeves on News 95.5 at AM 750 WSB. It's brought to you by Pike Nurseries, your neighborhood garden center. Playing in the dirt for more than 50 years. Call now with your lawn and garden questions at 404-872-0750 or 1-800-WSB-TALK. And now, here's Walter. It's 707 at News Talk WSB. It's 67 degrees outside. This is Lawn and Garden. I'm Walter Reeves, the Georgia Gardener, and I'm here to help you be more successful doing whatever in the world you want to do in your garden. If you want to do anything, then you want to be successful in having less weeds and more flowers and more peaches or more tomatoes or whatever it is. Whatever makes you happy in the garden, I want to make you happier. And the way you do that is give me a call at 404 872 0750. Talk to Ashley for a minute to get your question typed into my screen so that I'll know what you want to know, and then we'll get to you quickly and as expeditiously as we possibly can. And by the way, if you're on Twitter, you can always send me a question via Twitter as long as you include the hashtag AskWalter. Hashtag AskWalter, and we'll read it and do commentary on the air. Walter from Milledgeville joins us on Lawn and Garden. Hey, Walter, good morning. Good morning. What can I do for you? Well, I have a, a Methley plum tree that's five years old. Yeah. Bloomed the first year, but hasn't had a bloom since then, and obviously no plums. Mm. I have no idea why it won't bloom. There's so many explanations, and we don't know which one it is. <laughs> one explanation is it's still not quite mature enough to bloom reliably, but four or five years, come on, Walter, it should be... To be able to bloom now. Oh, I guess. Yeah. <clears throat> um, another explanation sometimes is cold weather. And I got a picture, I guess it was raspberries, a fellow sent to me this past week. Mm -hmm. He had great looking cones on his, his raspberry plant, but there were no raspberries that actually developed. And I talked to a friend who's a fruit expert, and he said it was cold weather. That's exactly what it looks like when you have cold weather just as the flowers were opening and it was just so cold that it didn't pollination didn't happen, and so the cone did not develop into a raspberry. So if there was cold weather or a heavy rainfall during the time when you were when the plant was beginning to bloom or when the flowers had opened and you hadn't noticed them quite yet, they get all knocked off or cold damaged, and so they don't do anything to make your plums like Walter wants in there. Uh, as near as I can tell, we aren't even having uh, any buds. Yeah. To break open. Just out of curiosity, Walter, how are you fertilizing and how are you taking care of it that way? Uh, just the 10, 10, 10. Okay, every year? Yeah. Pretty much. That sounds right. And you know, it's, it's planted in the same spot as a previous methylate yeah. that was very productive. Hmm, there are days when I don't have answers, and this may be one of those days, Walter. <laughs> the best I can say, you, you seem to be managing well. You are fertilizing and get more leaves on the plant. Leaves make flowers. That's what leaves do. They absorb sunshine and say, let's reproduce, and flowers come, and fruit comes, and Walter gets plums. So you're doing the right thing fertilizing. You have it in full sun. You have a variety that usually can give us some plums in Georgia. Methylene is... Not one of the greatest plums in the world, but it's the one you see at garden centers all the time. So people plant it. It does okay. Would you, would you recommend a different variety? AU Purple does great. It's called AU for Auburn University. Auburn developed this uh, line of plums and uh -huh. what's the other? Peaches, I think. And all of them start with AU. And so AU Purple, you have to usually go online. I don't see them at nurseries 
yeah. for whatever reasons. But if you go online, there are some local Georgia nurseries that will ship them to you. Some of the smaller mom and pop places that do this specialty work in, in fruit trees. And look for AU Purple. And there's another one which is Arkansas something. I've forgotten now the name of it. Uh, if you go on my website, do this. Go on my website, Walter, at WalterReeves.com, and just type the word plum in the search line. And that should give you the fact sheet that I wrote about plums and the good and the bad and the what to avoid kind of information you need. Okay. All Thank right. you very much. I want you to have some plums, Walter. That's what you want. I want, too. So do I. All right. Keep your fingers crossed. We'll get you some plums eventually, if not this year. Thanks. Thanks for calling. we got Betsy in Marietta. Hey, Betsy, good morning. Good morning, Walter. How can I help? Um, I'd like to know if it's too late to do a rejuvenation pruning on Hellerai hollies mm. and, and remove all the leaves. How far, how big is it now, and how far down do you want to cut it? Oh, they're about four by four. I'd like to make them about three by three. You're fine. And I say that because last year, I, my mother, at my mother's house, the walkway that goes into her back door has Hellerai holly on both sides. And for listeners who don't know what Hellerai holly is, it's a small leaf Japanese holly. And it's very commonly used for landscaping, hedges, and things like that. And so the two hellerites on either side of the walkway at my mother's were just getting bigger and making the walkway less and less passable when you had lunch in your hands and other things to take outside. And so I got my electric pruners there one day and took a before picture and an after picture and showed how much I'd done, thinking that I would need to show it someday if somebody asked about it. And it was no more than two or three weeks later, I'm guessing, Betsy, and I took another picture. And the place that I had shown that was just brown, where I pruned it off, was covered in green. It looked great, but it was a foot and a half wider on both sides than it had been previously. And so I know that Hellerai holly can be pruned severely at this time of year. It was about this time of year that I did it and come back okay. and be green. So four feet to three feet, I give you permission. Go ahead and do it, Betsy. <laughs> okay. And then Kanoi viburnum, mm -hmm. it has also gotten very big, and it's... There's very few leaves on the inside, even though I keep right. trying to cut holes in the top. They keep growing together. Yeah, it wants to be a big big guy in the landscape. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So what's the question? Can it be pruned now, too, severely? E from how big? Six feet down to where? It, it's about five feet tall oh. and about six feet wide. Ow. It's big. Usually, usually viburnums respond about like hollies. They can respond, they can green themselves back up pretty quickly, and it's only May, so it's not like it's July or something. I think you're going to be successful even with the viburnum doing the same thing, a little severe pruning, and be sure to water it. Don't fertilize it, but water it. Make sure the water is there so that they can have the uh, environment that the roots need to send the hormones to the, to the uh, branch tips and say, come on, let's make some more leaves out here. Oh, I was going to fertilize it. Why, why would I not? Because fertilizer tends to stimulate things that don't result in leaves, to put it oh. right down simply. Uh, fertilizer ends up, when you have leaves, it'll make them get bigger. When you don't have leaves, it makes the roots send signals that are just all out of whack to the top of the plant and inhibits leaf formation when you prune. Oh, okay. Okay. Water. All right, thank Give you so water. much. That's so what they need. On <laughs> the Kanoi, I could cut that back to the point that I have no green? 
generally speaking, they'll come back like a Burford holly where you cut it down from 15 feet to 15 inches and they come back anyway. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. Great. Thank you very much. Sure, Betsy. Thanks for calling. Bye-bye. Jean is out in Marietta. And Jean's with us on Lawn and Garden. Jean, good morning. Good morning, Walter. Thank you for taking my call. How can I help? I have several zucchini mm-hmm. growing on each of my plants, but there's a couple of issues. They are very skinny and small, about two to four inches, right. and they don't seem to be growing any further. And I also noticed this morning that uh, they are yellowing at the tips. Ha-ha. Is this blossom and rot? It is not. It's and not. I have oh, this spring been really busy talking to garden clubs and going to the home shows and the pike and places like that. And one of the talks that I do is when bad things happen to good gardeners. That's the name of the talk, when bad things happen to good gardeners. And a picture that I have is perfectly ex- example of what you just said. The squash, the cucumber, the zucchini gets about two or three inches long and then it gets really yellow at the tip. And then eventually it either falls off or it gets gray mold and rots there on the, on the vine. And the next slide that I show is a, has a cardboard box that has a dog inside it. You see the dog's smiling face inside this cardboard box with a little sign over the top saying, kissing booth for the dog <laughs> to go to it. Because what's going on with the zucchini is that, Gene, it is not getting pollinated properly. Okay. It's all about getting some pollen from the male flowers, which are different from female flowers on a zucchini plant. Go out and look, and you'll see there's a difference at the base of the flower of the males, and there's a base of the flower of the females. has a little zucchini growing there. So if you um, don't get good pollination, the seeds don't develop in a way that makes the pulp around them come, make big and, you know, make a nice, long, good-looking zucchini. And so without pollination... The seeds don't develop. The fruit itself doesn't see any reason to continue growing, and so it turns yellow at the end, and the plant aborts it. And that's what you're seeing now. Mm-hmm. So you've got a couple of options here. One is to go and identify a male flower, cut the petals off of it, and just stick it into the female flowers and rattle it around a couple of times to make the pollen stick to the female flowers, and you will have performed pollination by yourself. Okay. Arti- artificial pollination done by you. Okay, very good. I'm heading out there now. Go look at it. And, so, and, you know, if you don't see what I'm talking about, Jean, call us back in half an hour and we'll talk some more about it, okay? Okay, okay very good. Now, sh- should I remove the smaller zucchini? Yeah, they're not going to develop. Okay. Clip, clip them off and throw them away. Very good. Thank you so much, Walter. Sure. Talk to you soon, Jean. Okay, very good. Bye. It's 717. We'll be back after this. This is Scott Slade, host of Atlanta's Morning News on News 95.5 at AM 750 WSB. We'll be covering breaking news, Kirk Mellish weather, and traffic red alerts through the weekend. And the Southeast's largest news team is here for you first thing Monday morning when you head back to work. News 95.5 at AM 750 WSB. Now back to Walter Reeves and the lawn and garden advice you need. And at 724, a big weather update or quick weather update brought to you by Ackerman Security. Tomorrow, today, it's going to be, well, 88 degrees. It's going to be nice today. Rain chance 20%. Overnight lows in the mid-60s, just like it is right now. 68 degrees tomorrow, likely high of 82 degrees. And showers and storms, perhaps, early in the day. Lows tomorrow night, 69 degrees. Your full weekend forecast comes up in 10 minutes on News 95.5 and AM 750 WSB. 
And actually, let's give away the weekend prize pack. We have a great one, a pair of tickets to see the B-52s with the Atlanta Symphony Orchestra, September 14th at Atlanta Symphony Hall. That's the only thing, and it is a big deal. Actually, what winner, who is going to win it? It's what the only it? band that can sing a song called Rock Lobster, They're the right? only ones in the world. All right, how about caller five? Caller number five to our contest line, which is 404-741-0750. Fifth caller, 404-741-0750. Good luck with it. Enjoy the, enjoy the B-52s. What a great band. They're part of my heritage at the University of Georgia. Fred and some of the others were in the dorm that I lived in in Georgia, University of Georgia. And even though they weren't formed as a band back then, uh, they did a couple of years after I got out. So it was always nice to know that I'd known some of the people that were in the, in the B-52s. It was nice to know that. By the way, if you don't get your question answered today, if somehow you just can't get to the phone call, if you can't get to a computer, to a tweeter, to Twitter to us, to send a Twitter message to us, you can always go to my website at WalterReeves.com. You can sign up for our email newsletter, which comes out every Thursday, every other Thursday, I should say. Last week, what did we have? This past Thursday, uh, Garden Knowledge is about plasticulture. Talking about my friend Lester Bray down in Fayette County, who uses plasticulture with the Master Gardeners down there producing 22,000 pounds of vegetables for the local Plant Row for the Hungry campaign. That was terrific. I have a link to his uh, booklet on plasticulture. That was in the newsletter last weekend or last Thursday. We had a question about the big red insects. If you didn't hear me earlier this morning, talk about the little red, I guess little red insects, a little bit bigger than an ant all over people's flowers. Those are the leaf-footed bugs that we had to identify for them. Another woman says, I am declaring war on whatever it is, cutting these notches out of the edge of my red bud leaves. I love my red buds, but something is chewing them up. Got to get it. Got to get it under control. And I said, honey, you are a lucky duck because you have leaf cutter bees, which are wonderful pollinators. And they just demand from you just a little bit out of the edge of your red bud leaves, and they will make your garden so much better with pollinating work that they do. So we changed her attitude about something that she thought was a bad thing and I could identify as a good thing, the leaf cutter bee. That's at WalterReeves.com. If you don't get your question answered today, it's six, no, it's 727, all the way halfway through the show. We'll be back to more Lawn and Garden after news. Down, down. It's the Lawn and Garden Show with Walter Reeves on News 95.5 at AM 750 WSB. It's brought to you by Pike Nurseries, your neighborhood garden center. Playing in the dirt for more than 50 years. Call now with your lawn and garden questions at 404-872-0750 or 1-800-WSB-TALK. And now, here's Walter. 7.36 on a Saturday morning, 68 degrees outside. This is Lawn and Garden. I'm Walter Reeves, the Georgia Gardener. I'm here to help you be more successful in your garden, in your landscape, with your lawn, with your trees, whatever you have a problem with in your landscape, call us and we can help. Ashley Frasca screens calls to make sure you have your questions sort of straight in your head of what you want to say. Jason Byers keeps you on the air, keeps me on the air, and I answer your questions at 404-872-0750. 404-872-0750. Ron dialed those numbers just a minute ago, and here he is on the air. Hey, Ron, good morning. Good morning, Walter. How are you? I'm great, Ron. How can I help? Good. I got blackberries uh, thornless. Uh, the leaves are curling, some of them, yeah. half, halfway up there. They're curling. 
uh, and they seem to uh, be a darker green color. They don't seem to be hurting the crop at all, right. uh, but I get it every year, and I don't know, uh, you know, if it's a bad thing or just something that's Pops hmm. up and goes away. I'll give you some homework to do for me then, Ron. Um, go out when it's nice and bright outside and look on the canes of your blackberry and see if you see any. There's small dots. They'll be black in the center. They're about the size of a pencil eraser. That's how, how big the dots will be. The size of a pencil eraser, black in the center and gray around them. And there'll be several of them scattered up and down a cane if this disease that I'm about to propose is the one that we need to control. The okay. disease is called anthracnose. It's hard to oh, okay. pronounce and harder to spell, so I'm not going to do that. But anthracnose is the name of this uh, disease that many times will cause spotting, curling, and death of canes eventually. And that's why I told you to look on the canes, because that's where the, where the disease ah. can be most e easily seen. And um, if you have it, well, I hate to tell you to go ahead and, and remove that cane, but it's probably the better thing to do to remove diseased canes. Um, if you have a nice crop and they're just about to ripen, there's another part of me that says wait till they ripen and then remove the canes. <laughs> Enjoy your blackberries first and then remove the canes. The mm -hmm. spray for it is called Daconil, D-A-C-O-N-I-L, if this is what you have. I haven't said specifically that you have it, but I'm telling you to go diagnose it, you know, go see the spots on your canes before you make a, a good decision. Mm -hmm. But the only two diseases that are on blackberries right now would be one, anthracnose, and two, rust. And you would have told me about the rust because you'd say, the backside of my blackberry leaves are all orange right now. Right, right. So if you don't see rust, then anthracnose is my only other choice. All right. Well, thank you, Walter. All right. Go check it out, Ron. Appreciate it. Thank you. Have a good You betcha. Right, bye -bye. Rust is one of those funny diseases that it has to have exactly the right temperature and humidity levels for it to develop. And they happen, those temperature levels and environmental conditions happen in the spring right about now in mid-May. And as a matter of fact, last week, Ashley sent me a picture on the phone, on her iPhone. She said, what is this rusty, this orange stuff all over the back of my wild strawberry plant? Where Ashley Frasca, the sharp-eyed Ashley Frasca, had uh, seen the rust spores on the back of a little wild strawberry weed and wanted to know what, the, what it was. You get rust on blackberries, on uh, weeds like that, on oxalis. It just eats up the oxalis, just makes it orange covered in oxalis uh, plantings that I have in my backyard amongst the ajuga. So rust, yeah, it comes on zoysia sometimes, zoysia lawn, sometimes on daylilies, as a matter of fact. If you rub a white piece of tissue up and down a daylily leaf and it comes back orange, that's daylily rust. And it, again, only happens in this part of the year. At 739, we've got Nate and Shady Dale coming to us. Hey, Nate, good morning. Morning, Walter. How are you doing this hey, morning? Man, I'm all right, man. What's up? Uh, my wife has an orchid that uh, she got last year for Mother's Day, and... My mom has several orchids that have already bloomed. My wife has been doing, you know, two ice cubes every Saturday just to keep the, the soil moist. Got it. And she's not getting any new growth. She's not getting any blooms. And I was wondering what we could use to uh, to fertilize that to to help promote the new growth. The, uh, huh. I, have, I have a friend said that because the only thing I have because I live out in the country is ten ten ten. They said. <laughs> A very light sprinkle of that, they said, might help, but I, I wanted to check with you before I did something like that, because I know 10-10-10 can be uh, pretty harsh. I want to know if your wife and your mother are having a contest of some sort that you're you know, wanting to make I, sure. I, that... I, I'm, I'm not sure. I'm not, that's a good question. <laughs> I, have to, I have to ask them that. <laughs> I would not fertilize with 10-10-10. All right, let's start with that. 
the uh, orchid, as you suspect, and as your friend probably suspects too, the orchid is very sensitive to fertilizer, and just a tiniest more than it needs of 10, 10, 10, it's going to burn the roots off and bang, you don't have an orchid anymore. So the easiest thing that I think is homeowners can do is to get some of the just plain blue miracle Grow and mix it up at a quarter strength and soak it, make a little bucket of it, and soak your orchid in there for just a few seconds, 30 seconds or so. Pull it back up out of the blue water and put it up to let it drain. And that's enough fertilizer for it. But 10-10-10, I just think, is a little more dangerous than you should attempt. Okay. Yeah, I'd actually uh, called you the other week about my hostas not coming up. Yeah. And uh, the soil, I guess, is too hard because here over the last couple of weeks, more and more of them have been coming through the soil. But, uh, All right. Well, good. I appreciate your help on that. But on the on the orchid too, sometimes you just have to move it around to find the window that orchids like, and that, I, mean, I literally mean that because orchids are really sensitive to light as to, as well. They like a certain level of light to make them make the flowers that they are famous for doing. And some windows in your house might look like the orchid would grow in that window, but it might not have quite the right intensity of light for enough hours during the day to make the orchid trigger on to bloom. And so I see people who are just fabulously successful with orchids, but it's always in one part of the house. You know, it's not all over the house. It's one window they found that the orchids love, and that's where they put them. And they fertilize and water appropriately as well. So tell your wife, don't worry about uh, moving it around. She may just need to find the right window to have a bloom as good as your mother's. Okay. All right. I appreciate it, Walter. All right, Nate. It's great talking to you. All right, have a good weekend. We'll see you soon. It's 742. Who we got on the line? Eric is in Monticello, Georgia. Hey, Eric, good morning. Good morning. How are you doing? I'm all right. What's up? Well, me and my wife have been trying to grow strawberries for the last two years. Yeah. As soon as we see Home Depot put them out, we grab a couple of them and bring them home. Yeah. We follow the directions on the back of the package, and nothing happens. We, we have, <laughs> I don't know. You mean they grow, um, but they don't put flowers on, or what do you mean nothing no, happens? They they don't even come up out of the ground. I don't know mm. what we're doing wrong. I mean, mm. we do the cucumbers, carrots, and lettuce, and watermelons, and everything's good. We just have had no luck with strawberries. So when you put them in the ground, you're saying that this, the leaves just die? You don't get any growth from them at all? No. We get no growth out of them at all. And we don't know what we're doing wrong. We're watering, we're fertilizing. Right, 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 right. Let me, get, let me start you in a different direction, possibly. And that is, okay. Eric, Next, over the next couple of weeks, maybe this afternoon while you're not doing much of anything, go to your computer and just type in strawberry plants or buy strawberry plants. There are okay. a number of online strawberry plant vendors who will sell you strawberries in packs of like 25 or 50 for very inexpensive prices. And you get a lot wider variety than you will from any of the big box stores or nurseries that you have around. They'll sell you maybe one, maybe two varieties of strawberry. But there are lots of different strawberries in the world. And you may need to get a better selection, better one adapted to middle, middle Georgia than you're getting from the Home Depot. So go online, find some strawberries. It's fine to plant them now. You may not get any fruit, but you may get a few uh, fruit from it. But those 25-pack or 50-pack deals of like $10 or $15 seem to me a much better investment than $3 for one plant that you get from the the big box stores. So that's number one. Number two, 
Strawberries love, 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 love loose soil. They just don't do very well in any kind of clay, hard, anything like that soil. So make sure your strawberry bed is really loose and you've tilled it up good before you plant them in the middle. Firm the soil around the roots and give, <coughs> give them full sunshine. And you should get some growth. You should get the mother plant sending out babies by by the end of June, she'll be putting out babies. And then by the end of uh, September or so, the babies will be putting out babies of their own. So it should spread pretty readily from your initial plant. So start with a bunch of plants, make it real loose, uh, fertilize very sparingly at first. They don't need a lot of fertilizer at all. And let's see if we don't have better strawberry plants at least by September. Okay. we got one more question. All right. We have several fruit plants. We got a grapevine, two peach trees, and two apple trees. Great. And we keep getting these little black bugs on the bottom of the leaves, and we can't. And we've tried seven dust. We've tried pretty much everything we can think of, my, our neighbors and everything. We can't get rid of these little black bugs. Well, what are they? I, I got to know what it is before I can tell you what to control it with. So we don't. We don't know what they are. They're just like these little black dots on the bottom of the leaves. And they feed um, on the leaf. Do you see damage to the leaf? Uh, yeah, a little bit on the edges, um, but, I mean, other than that, they're, I mean, they, like, eat the edge of the leaves, they're, like, little black. It's almost like taking an ink pen and just making yeah. dots on a piece of paper on the bottom of the leaf. We can't figure out what they are. I can't think of a bug that would do that to everything that's a damaging insect. Until I know what it is, Eric, I'm not going to tell you what to spray for it, because some insects are beneficial, some insects are just neutral, they don't harm, they don't hurt, but they just roost on the backside of the leaves. So until you show me what the damage is, I really can't tell you what to do about it. Or about the All bugs. right, well, I will try to hit you up on your website and All right. see, send you some pictures or something. We'll figure it out together. All right, Eric, All thanks right, for calling. Thank Bye-bye. 404-872-0750 is the number you can dial if you want to get in this morning. Also, you can Twitter Twitter me. I still don't know what I'm supposed to say. Send me a Twitter. Twitter me. Tweet me. Ashley. Tweet me. Tweet me. But use the hashtag yes. AskWalter. You can tweet me. Tweet me. Using the hashtag AskWalter on Twitter. Tweet me. Yeah. Send me a tweet. That didn't sound like a thing a mature adult would say to someone. Tweet me. You are a grown man asking for a tweet. Yeah. Tweet, ask for a yeah. tweet. I don't want a tweet. I want a message. I want a question sent to me via Twitter by tweeting. All right. So tweet me if you care to with a hashtag AskWalter. At 747, we'll be back after this. This is Scott Slade, host of Atlanta's Morning News on News 95.5 at AM 750 WSB. We'll be covering breaking news, Kirk Mellish weather, and traffic red alerts through the weekend. And the Southeast's largest news team is here for you first thing Monday morning when you head back to work. News 95.5 at AM 750 WSB. Now back to Walter Reeves, the lawn and garden advice you need. And a quick weather update brought to you by Ackerman Security. Today, the rain chance is only 20%, high of 88 degrees today. Tomorrow, showers and storms are pretty likely high of 82, low of 69. Your full weekend forecast comes up in 10 minutes on News 95.5 and AM 750 WSB. Don't forget, tomorrow, the Sunday, AJC, get all sorts of news coverage of what's going on in the world. Plus, clip and save hundreds of dollars in coupon savings tomorrow's sunday atlanta journal and constitution john is in athens and joins us on lawn and garden hey man how are you john hey i'm good good morning what can i do for you uh i want to ask you a couple questions about some uh, hibiscus that i put in last year all right um i put in two uh, and one of them is on um uh eastern exposure and one of them is on southern okay 
And um, uh, during the hottest part of the day, they wilt back uh, pretty uh, pretty thoroughly. Like they don't really wilt like uh, to where the leaves. They just wilt down enough to make me concerned about them, right. and they pop back once that sun gets off of them. Uh, before the sun gets on them and after the sun gets off of them, they look okay. But during uh, the the hottest sun exposure, they're wilting back pretty thoroughly. I have a lot of mature trees around them, so they get blocked from a lot of the sun hours. Are these but, the tropical hibiscus, the ones that don't survive winter, or the perennial hibiscus that die to the ground and come back up every year? Which kind do you uh, have? They did not die to the ground. They went to stalks this past winter. So is this a Rose of Sharon hibiscus? I'm still uh, it, does, uh, it does resemble the Rose of Sharon in its, uh, in its flower. Okay. Uh, I don't know enough about them to really answer that question with authority. <laughs> All right, well, let's keep going. It's, it's wilting, still wilting. You don't, you don't like that. About well, that. Uh, I, it doesn't necessarily bother me uh, unless it's a, you know, an ongoing concern for the health of the plant. Just mm. to see it happen every day, you know, if that's um, if that's not a big issue for concern, I'm not going to worry about it from a from an aesthetic point of view. Sort of but, um, it depends you know, is that going to impede the flowering, or is that going to stress the plant over time? Do I, do I need to move it, them, or if you, I need to, can I? When did you plant it, John? Tell me again. Uh, last year. And this uh, was, probably uh, a little more than a year ago, probably right. in the, a little earlier than this time last year. Right. Uh, I prepared the soil well when I, I planted them. I think you Rose of Sharon is what you have. So Rose of Sharon would be the hibiscus that dies back to stalks and um, survives winter just fine, but it doesn't it die to the ground. It's fine this past year, although not much winter to speak of. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so. Assuming it's Rose of Sharon, assuming that I'm correct on my diagnosis of which one you have, then the wilting is not normal, but they are such a tough plant that I can imagine in my head seeing a rose of Sharon pretty wilted from drought or something else and still coming back because it is such a tough plant. Uh, so uh -huh. my general advice, not knowing specifically which hibiscus you have, is to say don't worry about it unless you're wilting so far that the leaves start browning and dropping and dying. And uh, they never have done plant. that. They just get a little... Uh... A little rough look. I mean, like kind of like a garden plant would, yeah. a tomato or something yeah. in the hottest yeah. part of yeah. the middle of summer. Yeah. Um, but then when it cools off, or you know, when there's cloud cover, they don't do that. When they, when it's uh, during the cool hours or when there's cloud cover, they look you know the leaf looks just fine and full and and full of moisture. You know, I'm going to say, John, that they're probably just young and still, even though it's a year old, maybe the root system is not quite developed, not quite spread far enough into the ground around it to get the moisture they need on a hot day. Again, if they're not dying, if they're not turning brown and they're recovering overnight, then that tells me the plant itself is usually pretty healthy. They just need a little more moisture in the roots. You could water, I suppose, a little bit more or um, or just ignore it, because it sounds to me like if it's a Rose of Sharon, it's going to do fine all by itself. It's 7.58 at News Talk WSB. Back to more Lawn and Garden afternoons.